Hey everybody, before we start the podcast, we have an announcement to make. Special announcement. Exciting. We will be entertainment guests at Anime Houston. One of our favorites, Anime Houston. Anime Houston happens September 22nd through 24th at the Houston Marriott West Chase. In case you didn't figure that out, that means it's taking place in Houston, Texas. Yes, we will be there. We're going to be doing panels and running around and bumping fists and causing smiles. Shaking hands by special request, but yes, bumping yes. fists and causing smiles. And if you want to dance with us, we will probably be at the rave. Because <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We will see you at Anime Houston. See you there. Please listen carefully. And now, live from the kitchen table in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast. Featuring two guys cooking up some fresh hot takes, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is time for Hit the Feed. Beep, boop, 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 alerts for September 2023. What you guys can't see is my jazz hands that happens yeah. the entire time that announcement is going on. September means we're three quarters of the way through the year. It's almost time for Texas's false fall. Yeah, false fall. Yeah, we'll get a week of cold weather and be like, yay, and then it's psych. Yep. yep. But September means we're closer to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then the, the fair, the state fair will happen here mm -hmm. in the DFW area. And that's what that is. The is like, oh, it's going to be nice for the fair. And yep. then it's like 100 <laughs> and you're dying. I can only hope that Big Tex doesn't burn down this year. <laughs> It'll be a successful fair. And Big Tex doesn't turn into a mecca. Howdy. <laughs> but yes, we're doing September Nerd Alerts. Mm. I got a bunch of stuff. Almost too much stuff. So There's never too much stuff. We might go quick, you know. Are we going to do the Die of Destiny, or do you have things that you need to talk about? I just got so much, and... You have things you need to talk yeah. about. Yep. Sorry, Die. I know my destiny today. Mmm. I'm it's taking control of my destiny. Predetermined. You're like that time when uh, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons yes. and the DM mm -hmm. was literally like he had a rock and he was dropping a rock behind the screen. Instead of rolling a dice? Instead of rolling a die. Oh, shady. Because, yeah. And because he kind of had a predetermined course because he wanted to get us somewhere. Yeah. It was a connector episode. I get it. And I get, yeah. I mean, you're always going to get to the, like, as a GM, you can always get to the point you want to get to, mm -hmm. you know, because nobody knows the rails that mm -hmm. you're putting down. Yeah. But yeah, fib and rolls, that's that's no bueno. Yeah. I mean, like, even just don't do the roll, like say, okay, first rule of cool, this is happening. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was. I forget. I just remember he was like, I was using rocks the whole time. I think <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that irks me, but that does. I mean, yeah. like, at least use dice and just not tell me. But a rock, I'm not dumb. <laughs> Well, that's not true. I am dumb. I would have fallen for the sound. Be like, that sounds like dice. Oh, but we're starting off the way we always do with some trailers because there's a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't really call it because the content's here. So it's me looking at it and going, this is happening, which, yeah. but kind of like I was like, hmm, Medieval's coming back, which it did. Yeah. We're getting sci-fi. This is sci-fi season. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of Halloween and Aliens. But you would sure. think monster movies would come back, but we're getting a whole bunch of sci-fi coming up. I'm surprised anything's coming out. I'm surprised they're not like slow rolling it because of all the strikes. 
I think this is stuff that was set in motion, and this is yeah, that's true. At least they on the schedule on I, the docket. Yeah, I would imagine this is their last burn before yeah. they get into their coffers, as get, it were. It's gonna get weird. Uh, if you want, like, one, and like the, the, the and like the car people are gonna go on strike too. What's going on? Oh, it's everybody. It's strike season. <laughs> one quick nerd alert before we get to trailers. Dune two is the first casualty of the strike. Got uh, delayed until March of twenty twenty four. Which is fine. That's a, that's worth the long wait, but it's beginning. Black. Uh, you can go read everybody's Twitter comments about it. So things are shifting around. Everybody keeps saying, we're coming to a resolution, but I, I don't see mm. it quite on the near horizon. Mm. Uh, but for sci-fi trailers, so there's two that were in competing because I, I saw one and sent it to you guys and then saw the other. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's happening. Uh, the first one I sent was The Creator. Yeah, 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 yeah. From The Creator's. Of Rogue One. Yes. Well, not the creators, because that's, you know, George Lucas. <laughs> but director yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of Rogue One, the creator. And I got to say, I am pleasantly intrigued. It's like a little Tibetan child with a hole in his head. That's it. But he's a robot. But he's, he's not a robot. Is he a robot? Is he half a robot? Or is he part of a robot? Is he a cyborg? We don't know. He is. Well, in the trailer, we do know he's called the ultimate weapon. Yes. Which has a trope I love. Child, a ch- innocent child as ultimate weapon universe destroying. Ooh, give me that all day long. Mm-hmm. And it's more lone wolf and cub. Yep. I don't think I'm tired of that yet. Yeah, no. It's about the fourth time we've seen it, or the fourth time I've seen it. That may be on me because mm-hmm. you know I like that trend. But it's robot apocalypse. That's it. Which is fun. And it's AI, AI mm-hmm. versus humanity yep. on trend. But this had to be in development for at least the last year. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit. A little bit gave me the vibes, at least of the uh, the robots getting crushed in the crusher thing. And some of them are nice because there's what one person who's like, I would have died if it wasn't for my robot nanny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gives me vibes of Overwatch because Overwatch has kind of a, a backstory where AI human war thing yes. and the AI's got shut down and crushed and people don't trust them. And technically that's what the prequels are too, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that also, that just seems in line with me of going back even to Asimov and like rules of robotics. Mm -hmm. And like, that's how robots have always been to me in my mind in the sci-fi society. Yeah. You know, they have their laws, can't harm humans, which solves most of your nerd paradoxes. Like, like, what about, it's like, well, there's three laws. Yeah. Technically four with rule zero, but. The robots look cool though. That's it. And there's like police robots. That's it. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how they handle, like, the restriction of the actual AI. Because, mm-hmm. like, AI to me, once it's, like, advanced past us, that's it. Yeah. You know, I don't see this type of war happening. Yeah. So I'm curious to see the Hollywood explanation for it. Yeah. But. And why did it nuke Los Angeles, you Hollywood? The Hollywood writers just like, it's where I am. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I know can, we like to be positive, but what? 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 any <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I think a lot of the red states would be like, good riddance. That's, well, that's an easy <laughs> this win. This AI's on our side. <laughs> well, that's, that's the easy win like for anybody. It's like, we blew up Hollywood. It's like, we get it. There's kind of a lot of scumminess there. <laughs> like, that's fine. But I think just from the glimpse we got from the trailer is that it's AI making a Thanos-type decision where, uh, yeah, sorry, bummer, we blew up Los Angeles. But it's going to have this benefit in 10 years. Yeah. But because we're humans, we're like, we don't, you know, greater good's hard to, a hard concept to grasp. Mm-hmm. And usually not always the greater good. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> unless you're a robot. But it looks like Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. Yeah. It's high production. Looks good. And there's not any like huge marquee stars. Nope. Which I like. I don't know why I like that right now, but I really like that right now. Uh, and I'm not 100% sure why. Maybe you can tell me why, Therapist Mikey. Why do I like it when I see something that looks good, that has weight behind it? Yes. That is f- from pedigree directors, producers, and stuff. But the cast is not like, you know, marquee. Well, you because you get... Am I getting... Am I getting the... Is it part of the superhero movie Burnout? Because they always got... Uh, a little bit, marquee. yes. Sure. So not always though, because Tom Holland wasn't really, but sometimes. No, I think this actually goes more in your favor of being a nerd and a better audience member than most. Mm. General populace goes to the movie because they see the big face, the big name. It's like, Matt Damon's in this. Yeah, this movie has Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's like I'll go see it. You know, mm-hmm. not. I mean, that's how Hollywood makes its its yeah, butter. Yeah, it's forever. It's been For, that forever. Forever. The new Errol Flynn movie's coming out. Yes. Right. When we get when we're getting original content that's genre speculative fiction in a fantasy world that we're learning about and suspending our disbelief for, yeah, and there's no faces we know to distract us from that, right. we're totally cool with yeah, that because yeah, yeah. we're nerds and we're like, yeah, give it to us. And that's how Star Wars was. It was, yeah, originally. I mean, Harrison Ford is still the biggest actor out of it, and that wasn't until way later. Yeah, but at the time it was made. Alec Guinness was the biggest name that was in that movie. That's it. And everyone else was like, who? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even like, even to the normies, the the civilians, like Game of Thrones and Witcher are hard fantasy mm-hmm. that have names we now know, yeah. but for the most part were fresh faces You're right. yeah. that didn't detract like mm-hmm. un- until we got to uh, <laughs> Matt Smith in the, the House yeah. of the Dragon, but that was on me. Yeah. But, like, I think that's important. It's hard to do because big budget and then unknown people, that's a risk. That's a double risk. Yeah, it is, I guess. But also, I think there's just, I don't know, give people a chance, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and also, or be Gareth Edwards, director of Rogue One, and have that on your pedigree right now. Because, really, the big stars, like, the trend right now, it seems to be, for big stars is to, like, make their own production studio and then make their own stuff. And then they throw themselves into their own stuff. That seems to be the way it is. I don't think Matt Damon's worked for anybody. Nope. Other than himself for a long time. And it works better because usually they're good about throwing themselves into something that at least have a fit for because they have a love for. You know, it's not like, it's not like, hey, you're Stallone. You want to be in Judge Dredd? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Do I get to show my face? I don't know if stunt casting is much of a thing anymore. I mean, for as much content, I I think it's just because of so many spots needing to be filled, we're going to get so many more fresh faces, and that's just for the better. We're getting more Sturgill Simpson, who is a country music star, Mm. but he's in the creator, and his his, his, second acting role. He's one... Dwight Yoakam was another old oh, country. Oh yeah, he did like he four was movies. Really good though. He was really he was great. Sling Blade. Yes, wonderful. He was really good in Sling Blade. I think Sturgill Simpson is doing a Dwight Yoakam. Mm. That's a, a hard pull on a reference and a niche, but no, for the four people that get it, awesome. Country music has a, a long kind of pedigree of mm-hmm. people doing acting stuff. That's it. I mean, Dolly Parton like killed it in some of her movies. You just picked Willie Nelson in the Build a Posse. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to do a country music assuming podcast, <laughs> assuming positions podcast. 
but more and more sci-fi in competition. One of the two I said mm. uh, is Rebel Moon. Yeah, what is this? this I is, saw it and I'm like, I'm like, is this something? Is this a thing? It is a thing that came out of the blue. I think for everybody. Is it is it based on anything or is it original? This is Zack Snyder saying, "I'm going to make my own Star Wars," wow. as far as I understand it. And he doesn't care who he rips off or who he references. I know. It looked like it looked like about four or five different things. Which ones did you see? Okay, um, <laughs> I saw some like Warhammer Forty Thousand looking stuff in there. Yeah, I saw some Star Wars looking stuff in there. Absolutely. I saw some like Avatar looking stuff in there. There you go. There's a, there's Griffins in there, like Dungeons and Dragons. I said Harry Potter, but yeah, yeah Harry Potter. <laughs> it almost looked like what was that? I is. I'm I'm seeing it in my mind, but I can't I can't remember what was that terrible movie about Mars? John Carter from Mars. Yeah, that's what I pulled from. That's what it looked like, but especially might, with the dude running and yeah, get on the dragon, but it like might be good. <laughs> I'll say that I like. Uh, what do they call it? Did they call it John Carter on Mars? I, or just John Carter? I think, I think they might have just called it John Carter, which is why it bombed because the people were like, "Is this a police action?" <laughs> it's like, no. Is this Jack Ryan? No, it's. John Carter. Uh, but I enjoy that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not and bad. so th- I get a whole bunch of those vibes like mm-hmm. you did from this. The Star Wars, I mean, there's absolutely blue and red lighted up swords yeah, yeah, yeah. in this trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not exactly lightsaber-esque, but you really couldn't get any closer. Right. The, and, uh, the difference is is that they're, they're regular swords yes. that then like get plasma around them. Sure. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's different. Uh, being wielded by what look like Night Sisters from, yeah, no, totally. but one Spider Lady, which I think Night Sisters did too. Isn't there a Spider Lady in Star Wars? It's like yeah, yeah. I know Darth Maul. No, no, spider Darth Maul with Spider Lady. Okay. That's probably you're thinking of. But pulling from that too. Yeah, no. The, the there's one scene where like girls a soldier. I should say woman. I say girl. I say boy and girl. Anyway, dude and dude. <laughs> She's like a soldier, and she's got like the flag on it. That's a Warhammer forty thousand panel. If I never saw one before, absolutely, especially you know? when she like first looks up and the, all the lasers yeah, are blasting yeah, by her. Flag looks like a flag from the Warhammer forty thousand game. Yeah, but it's not the chick they were setting up at the beginning of the trailer. So I think they're doing like oh, the adversary yeah. twin arch nemesis thing. Maybe I don't know. There was so much going on. That's it. There's way too much going on. There's going to be two movies. Mm-hmm. which is like, I didn't realize until the end of the trailer, I was like, how are, is this going to be an eight-hour movie? And it kind of is, because part one's coming in December, and then part two is coming in April. Zack Snyder will make a three-hour movie for you. And he, I think he made two of them yeah. <laughs> as two parts. Yeah, Princess Isa instead of Princess Leia. I mean, it's... <laughs> but it also doesn't seem in like a middle finger kind of way. No. It seems like, I love all these things, yeah. like a robot chicken. Like, here's all the toys I can use, you know? Stranger Things does it, too. Or, yeah. like, he pitched a Star Wars movie, and so many people said no. He's like, I'll just make it then. And misses his Star Wars. But, like, the names and names and identities have been changed to protect the innocent. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Like, oh, you're making uh, Star Wars sequels? Here is mine. Nah, we're good, Zach. <laughs> well, we're going to get J.J. Abrams to do it. Well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go make it myself. It's not going to be a Death Star. It's going to be a Kill Moon. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> So if we see a kill moon, oh wait no, it's called rebel moon. Well, so yeah, rebel moon. Oh, that's no moon. It so, sounds like that. It sounds like one of the code names, like blue harvest. It sounds like one of the code names for oh like, yeah, for one of the 
episodes of Star Wars. Rebel Moon. Yeah. Yeah. That was episode 12, of course. <laughs> and then just some quick one-shots just to let people know about them in case you missed them. Because there's so much stuff coming out, it might go by you. Uh, we got Scott Pilgrim coming to Netflix as an anime series. Scott Pilgrim takes off. Yeah. Cool thing about that is all the cast of the movie is coming back. It's a voice act, yeah. That's it. So your Brie Larson's, your Chris Evans, mm-hmm. all your, mm-hmm. essentially the people that have gone on to become superheroes yeah. are back to being mm-hmm. a cartoon. Yep. It looks fun. It's all the original creators. My only two senses is that it seems a lot of memes around Scott Pilgrim right now have forgotten that Scott Pilgrim is the bad guy in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> like he's the dirtbag, you know? People are like, he's so cool. It's like, no, read the like last <laughs> last book again, you know? But this seems like they're going into different worlds and taking full advantage of cartoons. So we're getting a whole bunch of more fantasy video yeah. game version of Scott Pilgrim. And it looks like this might fall into the category of, is this an anime? <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be one for the argument. Yeah. Because it, yeah, it, it looks, looks like a video look, game, looks like an anime, but does. also... Not made in Japan, I don't think. No. Yeah. And it looks like, uh, what is that one? Uh, over the Garden Wall more mm-hmm. so than like yeah. the Chainsaw Man. But yeah, more Scott Pilgrim. That should be fun. And then Godzilla Minus One. Oh, wow. That trailer looked cool. What would you think about it? Well, it's kind of like a reboot, right? It's supposed to be like the first movie. It's supposed to be like after World War II. Yes. I couldn't tell if it, like, either way it strikes the vibe of either the first movie again or a prequel, like, right before the first movie. It looked really cool. I'm so grown up in uh, the Boston area. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was funny as Conan O'Brien talked about this on his show because he grew up in the Boston area. But on Saturdays after cartoons, they would have Creature Double Feature okay. and Kung Fu Theater. Gotcha. So they'd have two like Japanese giant monster movies nice. that we know is called Kaiju now. At the time, <laughs> they're just big monster movies. Big monster movies and like a karate movie. Um, and uh, AKA an awesome afternoon. Yeah, it was a great afternoon. And I really enjoyed the Godzilla movies, the Gamera movies, all anything. I, I, I was a big fan of that stuff. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I really like the old, like guy in a rubber suit. Oh yeah. Godzilla yeah. movies. So this was like, oh wow. It looks like that Godzilla, but way better. But he still is like he has that proportions. He's not that tricked up, new, weird looking, almost aliens. Yeah, and one. We're, and we're getting the old school shots of like his feet crushing stuff, yes. and like the people view of Godzilla rather than like the the panned out shots we are getting now of like him being powered right. up. Right, and, and that's what was kind of neat about this trailer that was a little different than what they could do then and what they can do now is that you never really got to see like. Godzilla crushing stuff at the person level. That's it. it was they like, just yeah. had like the, the state, the sound stage. I, I always think of Pee-wee, Pee-wee's big adventure. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he's riding his bike. Through. Yeah. They just have like, they just send some dude loose on a model. They're like, go crazy Hiroshi. <laughs> oh, we forgot to press record. Bring in the other set. It's like, I'm tired. No, and that's all it was. The missiles, the missiles on strings yeah. from the little model F4 phantoms. See, well, here's our, here's another example of our generational divide, which is funny. But for you, it was a, a monster movie and a kung fu movie, or a Godzilla movie and a kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. But I think in my generation, they switched it over to Power Rangers, which is kind oh, of a yeah. combination of both. Mm-hmm. As soon as cartoons were over, it was Power Rangers. Yeah. But it was the same thing, like dude in a suit in a soundstage yeah. city. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, the thing I love about this, it almost, in tone, it seems like Titanic. 
Mm. Like, because it's on a very personal level. It's very (laughs) dramatic. Like, very high production. Right, right, right. James Cameron Titanic. Like, make a a bunch of money Titanic. But it just happens to have Godzilla in it. Right. And they had, like, a very, like, anime... I guess it was just just a Japanese of, like, someone being like... (laughs) <laughs> like just yeah. screaming, yeah, on and his it, knees, and the lady in the tr- in the trolley that's like, is that Godzilla? And then you see him in the reflection. It's like, oh, it's perfect. Uh, but that is going to be coming in December, so we're going to be getting more Godzilla, and that will be in theaters. So go see that in IMAX. Oh wow, I wonder if that's a. Mm. I didn't. Th- I just realized that the only strikers are American strikers. They could be bringing in foreign movies like crazy. And that's like, I have a couple in here that are like, Australia and Spain are doing this, are in on the sci-fi trend as well. So Mm. it's not just a a US Hollywood thing. So that may be it, which is fine because I'll take foreign cinema and media Mm -hmm. all day long. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and then the other ones I was talking about, uh, Minare is a Greek Lovecraftian horror film that was essentially like crowdfunded. It was not Kickstarter, but... Um, privately funded, not through any sort of like major studio. Did you say Greek? Yes. From Greece? It, it, it's not, it, I said Spanish, but it is actually Greek. Oh. Um, director Konstantinos Katsoliotas. I'm sorry. That's the best you're going to get. I apologize. I know I butchered it. But yeah, like the people that starred in it didn't even get to see the monsters until they like did the premiere of the movie. Oh. But it just looks twisted and we don't get Lovecraftian too often because I think it's yeah. hard to do on screen. Mm-hmm. But this looks like somebody that has a, a deep nerd love for it. Uh-huh. And it's totally like just out out of the blue mm. and unexpected. So check that out. I'm hungry for Euros now. I don't know why. <laughs> you say Greek. And I'm like, that's it. Uh, more movies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then one more, just one more n- movie nerd alert. I know we're talking about movies a lot, but. I'm a movie nerd through and through, so mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. where it comes from. But David Fincher is coming back. I oh! Didn't, I didn't realize how much I missed David Fincher. Yeah. he. I mean, he was there with Gone Girl, and he was there with The Social Network. Mm-hmm. Both fun. Both more dramas than the Fincher I know and love. Uh, but he is back with the Fincher I love, and that is a movie called just simply The Killer, and The Killer uh, is played by Michael Fassbender. Oh, the first yeah. preview we got of this, there's a trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that, the, keep, he keeps saying the same thing over and over stick again. Stick to the, the plan. Stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. Empathy is weakness. Stick to the plan. Don't improvise. Stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. It's very Mandalorian, this is the way. Uh, but it's also very spy, mm-hmm. killer for hire by his code. And that's all this seems. This seems a straight up killer for hire noir movie. Just by the book, I'm curious to see what twists and suspense are in there, but the plan obviously goes wrong if the repeated mantra is stick to the plan, stick to the plan, <laughs> yeah, right. stick to the plan. It's like, well, what happened to the plan? <laughs> why, why do you have to keep sticking to it? <laughs> uh, but it's Fincher, so it's excellent cinematography. Yeah. You can tell the pacing is going to be great. And Michael Fassbender, like, I love him as Magneto, but he has that cold, like, killer in an alley would take out Batman's parents type, type <laughs> vibe. How many times have we seen that? Oh, too many. That's that's one of the reasons of my hate for the origin story. I've seen too many actors play that role of give me your pearls. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we know at this point. We know, right? <laughs> Are you a My- Michael Fassbender fan? Oh, sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, any actor of that caliber. 
I'm a fan of. That's it. He seems like, I don't know what it is. Like, he can be charming, but also as soon as the, he has that dead eye thing where he yeah. smiles and then as soon as the smile goes away, he's like, oh, you might, you will kill me. Okay. <laughs> I will not make any sudden movement. But yeah, so David Fincher's coming back. I am excited about that. Uh, some other things that are coming back. Chainsaw Man has been confirmed for a season two and a movie. Yes! That's it. That's all we know. <laughs> That's all the details we That's all given. we need to know. We ended our Chainsaw Man thing going like, are they going to make more? Because we liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it would make sense. Apparently, it was really successful. Even though, did you see that weird article uh, with like the creator of Chainsaw Man? This it's It's a very culturally Japanese thing, I would think. Oh, um, did he, was it talking about how he thought it underperformed or something? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was like, it underperformed. And they're like, what are you talking about? It was so successful. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it made money, but I think it under... And it's it was hard to suss out what he was saying. Yeah. But it was something, it sounded something almost very art school-y. Very like, you know? <laughs> it, yes, it did good, but it wasn't the response I was hoping for. Or I, I kind of read it as it did good, but we could have done it better. Oh, okay. That's how I read it. I got it. Which, okay. You know, it's like, they're like, you should be so happy that this is successful. And he's like, well, but we could have done it better. And I was like, that seems a very cultural <laughs> Japanese thing. Not perfect enough. <laughs> Do better. Yeah. You lack discipline. Do it again. <laughs> no, absolutely. I want. I wonder if that's a cultural thing too, because like, Japanese people obviously like when it comes to fandom and cosplay, especially for anime stuff, are very much more open about it and like, yeah, more high energy about it. Like their love for it is like, oh, you see it out on the streets, just that's what they wear today. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some some of that here, but I would say more so that that's a win for Japan over right. us. I think if you took the Chainsaw Man creator and made him go to a con in each state and he could see all the Chainsaw Man cosplay, mm-hmm. I, I think he would feel a little differently. Maybe, I don't know. It seemed, it kind of came across to me as that uh, the classic person who's a really good cook saying like their stuff is terrible. Like, ah, uh, here, I've made this for you, but you probably won't like it. It's, it's, it just didn't come out right. And then you taste it and it, you're like, are you a Michelin rated chef? <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's ruined. I burnt a Brussels sprout. Yeah. Like, it's only one. It's not even that burnt. <laughs> it tastes good. It's perfectly caramelized. <laughs> nah, it's burnt. It was that type of thing. That's what it seemed. That's how it came across to me. There you go. <laughs> uh, something that else that was confirmed is this is again for next year because of the strike. So they're hedging their bets for this one. But it is set to film starting in early 2024. And that's Batman 2. Sorry, oh, the Batman 2. The Batman 2. I don't know if they're going Batterson with part two. two. It is the Pattinson 2. Mm-hmm. Pattinson 2. Pattinson. Batterson. <laughs> Do you want to know a, spo- a possible spoiler slash rumor about Batman 2? Sure, because I don't see how it's a spoiler. <laughs> the, uh, the, the rumored villain for, uh-huh. for Bat- the Batman Part 2 mm-hmm. is Clayface. Okay. Nobody has been confirmed as the actor, but it seems pretty likely that he would be uh, the main adversary this time. And to the rumor, obviously it's a rumor and it was hot news, so divisive immediately. But it seemed like a lot of people were grumpy about it more than like, oh, cool, like you were. So props to you for being the more accepting nerd. But you're okay with Clayface being the the bad guy? Oh, sure. Was wait, was it? Isn't there also some rumor about Lady Gaga? She Lady Gaga is in. Yes, she will be in 
uh, I'm blanking on the director's name, but the Hot Queen Phoenix Joker. Oh, that's right. So it is Batman related. Sorry, I was yeah. getting all confused. Yep, she's Harley Quinn in yeah. Joker. Folia do. Um, why am I blanking? It's, his name is so dumb. I'm. It's that guy. People were grumpy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's getting the same treatment that like Fight Club and stuff get now, where it's the the the. It just people are like misinterpreting the artistic message, I guess, which you can't help because the audience is going to interpret it how they do. But well, but La- Lady Gaga was really good in um, A Star Is Born, mm-hmm. and then a lot a lot of people didn't really like her that much in the Gucci one. Gucci, but whatever. I mean, not everyone hits that out of the park every time. But yeah. I mean, from what I've seen, she seems to be a fine actor. She's a performer through and through. Yeah. Uh, she was great in A Star is Born. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see Gucci myself. The thing I heard that was just true for everybody is that the accents are just like over the top and outrageous yeah. and don't stick and come and go. And I think that applies to Lady Gaga as well. And so. I wonder if that, you never know with, <laughs> it's so funny, art is so funny. Yes. Because you never know whether it's like, is this an artistic choice? Because something like that, House mm-hmm. of Gucci, mm-hmm. and depends on how it's played, it can be played over the top, and it could be an artistic choice to do something like that. So you're saying the or, creation of the thing was gaudy to represent the gaudiness of Gucci right. kind of thing? Okay. And like also how like like maybe... See, I, I want to go into <laughs> art school, you can work Rational, your way around yeah. all this stuff. Like, you know, how it's like... It's fancy, but it's still made in the same kind of factories that not fancy stuff is made. Yes. So it's kind of false. So the accents drop, you know. But no, you could, it could totally be something where, like, the directors or writers or whoever is sitting back going, like, they just don't understand what I was doing here. Oh, and it could have absolutely been a conversation between the director and the actors behind the camera. It's just never in the movie. Right. So it's just like, oh, this happens, but we never explain why. Yeah. People are like, because it's bad. It's like, no, it's because they were bad people. They right. were bad performers. Yeah. Like the characters, you know? Yeah, maybe. No, I'm with you. Yeah, but you can, you never can tell sometimes until you, unless you corner the creators and say, were you doing this? Yeah. Well, we also know the art school version of the kid that like did the project last minute to fulfill the criteria. And the teacher's like, why did you make this? And he makes up a 10 minute like, oh, because of this metaphor yeah. and this inspiration. And it's mm-hmm. like, you just pulled that all out of your buddy's like, yeah, I, I did it. Yep. <laughs> Draw it. Drives me crazy. That happened to me in class all the time. There's a kid that got way better grades than me <laughs> because he knew how to spiel up his stupid things. And I'd be like, um, so I didn't have a lot of time. So I put myself next to a clock because time is the, and the time. And they're, they're like, too literal. A little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> you got to sell it, kid. Yeah. You got to have that, that schmarm. Mm. Um, I do have a, a two cent rant about Clayface, which oh. in defense of what we do on the podcast, in defense of the people that are grumpy about it. Okay. Why uh, would you be, why are they grumpy anyway? They just think he's a bad villain? Is that what it is? I think, I think in terms of Clayface, just like from a visual, like think of Clayface, he's kind of goofy. Like it's a mud dude, you know? Yeah. And like Batman fighting a mud dude. I don't know. It, Pure speculation isn't that like okay he's fighting mm-hmm. it's it I, I think people had the same reason with Sandman and Spider Man mm-hmm. it's just not I don't think elemental villains are convincing but, for some reason okay. he's a Spider Man yeah, anyway yeah. no I, yeah but no. I want to hear your two cent thing and then I I think I'm may 
be able to back you up or totally agree with what you're going to say. I want to hear it, though. So Clayface, and I, I grant that point, Clayface is very goofy looking. In the cartoon, he's voiced by Alan Tudyk. He was in... He was in the Harley Quinn cartoon, and he was voiced by Alan Tudyk. And he's the goofball tank. He's like Juggernaut from X-Men. He's the okay boss. Like, uh, But his origin story, he's an OG from the Detective Comics Batman villain. And the way he starts out, which is, I think, because Reeves is doing the, you know, this is the Riddler, but it's it's the human Gotham yeah. version of Riddler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan did the same thing, but I think Reeves is leaning way harder into the pulp side of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh yeah, this guy called the Joker. He's like, where's this mask? You know, and he's got this whole cult of people behind him. It's a little bit more like that mm -hmm. than, <laughs> riddle me this, Batman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you get when you eat a ton of sweets? No, that's Oompa Loompas. Sorry. Uh, so Clayface is that silly side of Batman. But if they're going the Reeves route and you read the origin story of like OG Clayface it fits perfectly because original Clayface was uh, his name is Basil Carlo mm, Basil Boris Karloff anybody oh I see yes Basil Carlo uh, <laughs> because it gets better uh, a B-list actor who is driven insane when he hears that a remake of his classic horror film he starred in Dread Castle would be shot without him acting in the film even though he's the one to be uh, even though he's going to be part of the staff mm. so they're making the movie again but saying he can't be in it this time oh. so it drives him crazy and he starts he dons a, a mud actor like stage masks that makes him look like a mud man and that's the Clayface name. But he essentially goes on this revenge streak, killing all the people that he thinks have wronged him and becomes a murderous, insane person. Oh. So but while, he never has, like, clay powers. He never has. In the original. Uh, Shape-shifting powers, the coolest powers, which is mm -hmm. why even goofy Clayface is unmess-withable because he's a shapeshifter. And he, he's part of the reason that power is awesome. But OG, yeah, he doesn't have any powers. He's just, he's bent on revenge mm -hmm. and he's a... An actor, he can, he's a chameleon, you mm -hmm. know, so he can blend in right. to be a serial killer. Right. And the shape shifting, I think, will be less of like, I can contort my body and more of, I can blend into the people you love and you won't see me coming. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you said what I thought you would say, or what I would have said. Because the Riddler in this, yes. like you said, wasn't like, you know, like, I have question marks all over me. I'm Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, exactly. You know, riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> oh, well, roses are red, violets are blue. You're a bat and you're dead too. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. He wasn't that way at all. Cesar Romero, yeah. They figured out a way to make it like integrate like internet idolatry and like all in like a almost like a political um, far right, left wing stuff. And it integrated all of that in there to an, a known character, but made him something kind of new. That's it. And I don't see why you wouldn't think that now that that's happened, you, he's immediately going to go to that goofy Clayface exactly. and not figure out a way to make Clayface fit into that world. And they're doing the Batman detective thing. And it's just like how we have like the Night Stalker. That sounds like a, you know, a villain name. Absolutely. Uh, the Zodiac Killer, you know? <laughs> so it's like the Riddler. Yes. Clayface. It's like almost what the media has given this serial killer villain name. Yeah. yeah. If you think of Clayface as the shorthand for what would the newspapers dubbed the Clayface Killer. Yeah. It's way more, it makes way yeah. more sense. Yeah. Uh, but you just actually made me realize more of why I love this in that 
because I keep saying like they're adding a realism or a grittiness to it, which isn't right, so it bugs me a little bit. And it's more that these are real villains that could be created from their environment that they're in. Mm-hmm. Like it's fictional Gotham, so it is elevated. It's turned up to eleven as far as crime, badness. Yeah, for sure. But it's that type of world that logistically would birth this weird person. Mm-hmm. And so it fits. Like yeah. they aren't it's it's definitely not falling into a chemical vat, you know? Yeah. Which they might do because Joker showed up. But it's more like, oh, they're in a situation where this makes sense. Weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Clayface. I'm excited for it. It's weird that the internet is grumpy, but I guess I fell for just the internet being grumpy at first blush as always. Yeah, they are. Stop it, internet. We've told you to stop it. But I guess they aren't wrong in that Clayface is kind of a dumb name for a villain. Well, yeah, but also it's kind of what is what's happened to it over the years, I think. Yep. Because that original origin that you said sounds pretty cool and pretty fun. That's it. Yeah, it's a vengeful, insane actor. Yeah. Like, I'll just I'll take about apart everybody that wronged me. Uh, I already said Dune 2 was delayed. That was the strike news. Oh, good news for you. Ah. Bill Bird directorial debut film comes to Netflix. What? On October 20th. Is this Old Dads? Old Dads. Yeah. Uh, semi-autobiographical, but also, I guess, the fantastical version, kind of like F is for Family, yeah, but yeah. maybe the live-action version of that. He sure is doing the um, right what you know. That's it. Mm-hmm. You could say that, yes, starting with F is for Family. Which, yeah, that's what I mean. Where it became noticeable, but that's also his stand-up comedy. He only ever talked about like the things that, mm-hmm. you know, Annoyed him and bugged him. So yeah. that's it, it's the big stage adaptation of that, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's produced by old, all things comedy, so it's all the people. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, it's it's sort of in house if you are familiar mm-hmm. with Bill Burr's Fear. Uh, but like names involved are uh, Justin Miles, Natasha Leggero, oh, uh, Katerina Bowden, oh. and Roy Scoville. Oh, cool. And I think I've heard Rory Scoville accidentally talking on podcasts like, oh, I was filming this movie. And then like a couple of minutes later, he was like, so I was talking to Bill Burr the other day. And it's like, mm, oh, you were you were <laughs> filming a movie with Bill Burr. Like you, you could have put it together. But uh, So yeah, Bill Burr, I, I loved him in Pete Davidson. I wish I could remember that New York movie. It's uh, King of Staten Island. King of Staten Island. Yeah. Thank you. He was great in that. Mm-hmm. Weird title, you know, hard title for a movie. But Bill Burr was himself but perfect it's it's funny how it seems like bill burr got dragged into acting kicking and screaming and then nailed it yeah (laughs) yeah because it was all from vince gilligan wanting him in breaking bad yeah and he was like i don't know vince and then he did it and he was awesome yeah and then favreau's like i want you in mandalorian he's like i don't know john and then he did it and he was awesome yeah migs mayfield i really wonder if pete davidson was like hey bill I want you in this movie I'm doing. Nah, Pete, I can't do that. He's like, no, just come down to the set. <laughs> just hang out for two hours. We won't even put a camera at you. I could see that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. Although, here's real inside uh, Bur- Bill Burr baseball. Have you seen that sitcom that 
he tried to like first start his acting career with. Yes, I have seen clips of that. It's like the boating version of Wings. Yeah, it's it's, it's like so from hard nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's super nineties. Mm-hmm. Like I guess after the. I think it was after Friends, but right yeah. when Friends was blown up, they were like, oh, crap, we need another one. So they put Bill Berry in one why, of them. I can see that, why that would make you think that you stink at acting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, I tried it once. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out. Yeah, I've seen that. Yes. It's it's funny if you know Bill Burr, and it's mm-hmm. funny for the time capsule, but it it's, it's a rough watch. It is. <laughs> uh, and then more updates on people we love and wondering what they're up to. Henry Cavill, we've talked. We said his name a bunch. Yeah, and we've been confused because we said his name with Witcher, and we've said his name with Warhammer. I don't know how this is the first time this is coming up in Nerd Alerts, but no. uh, the John Wick director Chad Stahelski, okay, who is a now you know stuntman turn director, mm-hmm. is continuing his director career by bringing back Highlander. What? And Connor McCloud will be played by. <gasps> Henry Cavill. Wow! Cue the music. I got excited. Oh, just as wow. excited. Yeah. Wow. No idea it was coming. Okay, so that's a thing. Yep. As, like that's a thing that I'm. <laughs> I'll let you process. It's a lot to take in. Well, you know, sometimes I've been like, "Uh, oh, stop it with the reboots. Stop it with the reboots." I had the same um, thought, but. The first Highlander is classic kind of cult sci-fi. Yes. I guess sci-fi fantasy. Oh, I for guess. sure. Yeah, Luke yeah. Slash sword fighting. Fantasy mm-hmm. sci-fi. Anyway, that's a cult classic, really. It's kind of, there's a, I think it's kind of acquired. I think I've shown that to normies accidentally and had them be like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fits in there and then but it was successful and then they made really bad sequels and tv shows and they made a really bad tv show yes i think two of them actually so it's almost like it's almost like when they when it goes down that path you're almost like okay you can you can do it again it's okay <laughs> yeah you know? what's the worst that's gonna yeah, happen that? <laughs> i don't know why i yeah. Uh, no, look, if you're looking for consistency on this podcast, you're not going to find it from either of us. Have you ever heard our pizza ratings? They don't make any sense. <laughs> no, but I'm with you. Yeah, like this, this. I hate reboots, except if it's something I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Most hypocritical podcast. No, it's 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 also celebrating that this might have the potential to be the reboot that elevates beyond the rest of them. I mean, it Highlander is such a simply good concept. There can be only one. There's immortal people who live on this planet, and if they kill another immortal, they get their powers. That's it. And all they're trying to, and they know that for some reason, and all they're trying to do is either keep themselves from getting killed. Stay out of the fight. Or trying to kill for power. That's it. So you got good guys and bad guys, basically. Good guys are like, I really don't want to kill anybody. That's it. And then the bad guys are like coming after him, but they they have to kill him, so they end up getting the power. So that's ultimately what ends up happening, you know, is that you are rooting for this guy because he's not like power hungry, but he's got all these people coming after him. Yeah. I'm giggling right now because you describing Highlander, if you didn't know, sounds very much like an anime. It does, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's an anime premise through and through. But no, it's there can be only one. It's the search for power. Maybe the, them saying there can be only one was them prophesizing the movie. Maybe they could have only made one. They should have stopped. 
Because <laughs> that is the thing about Highlander. It is very cool in concept and world execution is a little wonky, which yeah. means it's, it didn't hold up that well. Mm-hmm. I still love it because I have a love for it. Yeah, ditto. The TV shows, I, I haven't gone back to them, but they weren't that great the first time no. I watched them when I was loving all TV. So I, I think you, you nailed it in that, like, our heart's already been broken, you know? Yeah. We, we found other loves, but we've always had a fondness for Highlander. Yes. It's like, oh, we dated that one time in college. Crazy. <laughs> it could only happen that one time. There could only be one. <laughs> Uh, but now it's coming back, and we're like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and Henry Cavill is, uh, I, this is, I guess, typecasting for him, maybe. Yeah. Geralt and Connor McCloud. Yeah. A little overlap there. A little, but yeah. He has the skills for it. I'm so for excited sure. for the sword fighting choreography. Yeah. Because that was one thing, like, uh, Christopher Lambert was the original mm-hmm. Highlander. French-Canadian, super wonderful, lovely dude. But it wasn't it never. He's like a Columbo. He never came across as like an action movie star. Yeah. So to get Henry Cavill, who is action movie star, ready, having sword fights and actually mm-hmm. like being the resigned warrior, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. like he was as Drill. That, that's a good role for him mm-hmm. in it the is. Highlander world. Just no more Sean Connery though. So. Yeah, but hopefully that character is still going to be there because that's kind of the whole point is that you had these two good ones who didn't want to kill anybody Mm -hmm. so they kind of teamed up for a while or they oh i'm gonna make a prediction i don't i know nothing about this but if i were making highlander yes you could take advantage of the lone wolf and cub trope Mm -hmm. and he has to take a young highlander he becomes the sean connery oh maybe to a new uh christopher lambert who would be a if I were make, if I were the studio exec forcing this movie through, who would be a fourteen-year-old girl? No, oh, okay, but sure. there's no trailer. All we know is that Chad Stahelski from John Wick, amazing, uh, is directing Henry Cavill as Connor McCloud. I just hope that they, I just hope that they have a guy whose neck is stapled back together. Clancy Brown, he was the best. Yeah, who? I, that's that's gonna that's gonna be the hard casting for us. Oh, absolutely, both you and me. Yeah, I picked him. He's my he's the preacher in my posse. But that's where I first met Clancy Brown yeah. was as Kurgan. Yeah, and he's perfect in that role. Yeah. So if if they do do that character again, there, hmm, who would you pick for that? I'm putting as, you on the spot as a Kurgan. Uh, oh, uh, uh, who's a who's who's a crazy crazy action star guy? You uh, Nicholas Holt really could pull uh, it off. He's a little on the, the svelte side. Mm-hmm. He's not as big as a Kurrigan was. Yeah. But if he did his Mad Max Fury Road like craziness, yeah. his Renfield craziness, uh-huh. I think he could pull off a Kurrigan. Yeah. A fun Kurrigan at least. Yeah. yeah. You can always you can always unsvelte people in Hollywood though. They're <laughs> good at that. Yeah. Give us six weeks, we'll pump them full of serum. <laughs> it wasn't just for Captain America. It's for the action, all the movies. Do you have any any picks in mind for who would who would no, play that's, Kurgan? That's a great one. Uh, I didn't. I, I was thinking like immediately I went to like Dave Batista kind of type. Like oh maybe because like The Rock is too wholesome. He can't no, do crazy. Yeah. You need crazy for Kurgan because yeah. he's like the punk. He has safety pins holding his head back. Right. On. So right. you know who has that? Which is why the Sveltness might work because when I think of a punk, yeah, oh. they all seem skinny to me. They're like heroin chic. I take it back. Colin Farrell. I know he's I know he's doing fat mob penguin bosses <laughs> now and he's he's older, but Colin Farrell as a twisted, like vengeful Highlander, I could see mm, that. Maybe. Might have had to be ten years ago. Yeah. But 
Uh, that's it for Nerd Alerts. That's, oh. uh, we do have a bunch of uh, uh, sad RIPs if we want to do them now just to oh, pay them yeah. honor. Um, and then we can, I'll end it with a positive, so we'll do that. But quick RIP. Uh, we got a quick RIP to Bob Barker. Jim, oh, yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. And then, important to me, so I had to give it a shout out, Johnny Hardwick, the voice of Dale from King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Let's talk about Bob Barker for one second out of that, because Go you and it. me both. Yes. I know you're old enough, even though you're younger than me, but you're old enough mm-hmm. that that was like, and I saw someone, I think it might have been Ryan Reynolds, okay. who put a tribute thing, and he was like, thank you for being our companion when we're homesick from school. Oh, absolutely. That's the and best I, way to put it. And if it, was, if it wasn't if it was Ryan Reynolds, I apologize to whoever put that, but that's one of the greatest things I ever saw because that hit me right in the feels because Price is Right was, for some reason, I don't know why, didn't matter how old you were, it seemed like you, even though there you might have had cable and yeah. there might have been something with cartoons on it or MTV, it didn't matter. You watched Price is Right. You wanted to see how terribly that person spun the wheel so you could say how much better you would. Uh, Yeah, I don't know why in an elementary school, junior high, high school, why were we watching Price is Right? But we were. And all I can think of is is that Bob Barker charisma just sucked you in. Absolutely. Bob Barker. It was him 100% because he was the host of the whole thing. Right. And he had his bits and he had his way of like making everybody comfortable. Right. And then the people that made him uncomfortable, it was just charming. Like the the ladies that would have too much energy. It's like, Bob, I love you. He's like, I don't know what to do here. I'm just going to smile and we'll go to commercial with my long pointy wand Uh, microphone. The good Lord said, come on down. It makes me, that's so sweet. (laughs) That That is a great way to put it. Yeah, Bob Barker. Thanks for making us uh, yeah. feel better on our sick days from school. Mm-hmm. And all everyone else is great too. Sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> just you just that was like if 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 you're gonna make me <laughs> rank them, <laughs> you have yeah. That's we do have our hot take, so that can be your hot take. Smash Smash Mouth is weird though. He wasn't that old. He was fifty six. Yeah. Don't drink, kids. I don't. Yeah. He was unfortunately a a victim of alcoholism mm-hmm. and liver failure. That's terrible. So. Sing the song. Everybody knows the words. That's, I mean, that song will live forever, mm-hmm. which is the awesome part about it. But very sad to see that man go. Yeah. And then Johnny Hardwick, also a relatively mm-hmm. young, but Dale's King of the Hill, man. Mm-hmm. Rusty Shackleford, Pockets Hand. Yeah. That's it. Never replace that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but happy news so we don't end on RIPs. Yeah. With all the hubbub of Chris Pratt being Mario, and it okay. ended up being amazing because Mario did well, and mm-hmm. it was like, okay, Chris Pratt, you're you're forgiven, you've given grace, you did Mario. Uh, but everybody's like, hey, you kind of forgot about Charles Martinet, who was the original voice of Mario, uh-huh. and like not Italian, not Italian, <laughs> like the the, the doughiest white boy you can imagine. I say that with love. He looks like he was corn fed Iowa boy, mm-hmm. but uh, Charles Martinet was the longest running voice actor for Mario and could have easily done the movie and all that, but uh, no details were given. Um, but as sort of Nintendo saw all the hubbub going around with the Chris Pratt stuff and said, uh, and basically made Charles Martinet the Mario ambassador. So they essentially hung his jersey in the Nintendo offices saying, you will always be our Mario. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all the service you've done. You are the the true voice of Mario in all of our hearts. So... It was just real cool recognition from the OG source. That's cool, yeah. So take that, Chris Pratt. It's still Charles Martinet. <laughs> just kidding. Keep keep making more movies because it was awesome. No, oh, Chris Pratt. 
He's so much fun. I, it's hard not to like that guy. That's it. I think that was why it was such a debate. Yeah. Well, the Nerd Alert feed is closed down now. Pew, 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 pew. That's the sound of it. Uh, <laughs> that was great, Mikey. Thank you so much for all your hard work. Not a problem. Um, it's just weird that my computer takes 28 days to reboot so we can do Nerd Alerts again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're using those days to gather. <laughs> gather all the Nerd Alerts. Gathering all my nuts to squirrel away yeah, for the winter. Yeah. He's running through the nerdy fields gathering all his nuts. That's it. We still didn't hit all the things I wanted to talk about, so I got nuts for for next season, too. (laughs) The nut analogy's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, Mike. I want to thank all you Positrons for listening. You guys are so awesome. If you uh, like what we do here and you have any nerdlers you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah. At AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that other one called Threads. Where no one seems to be, but whatever. <laughs> oh, I, I guess it's the... X now too, not Twitter. Come on, just go, just go. Social media, at assuming pod, we're on those things. We'll just call it Twitter X. Yeah, <laughs> like Latin X. It's Twitter like X. it's like I sit here and memorize this thing, and then they keep changing everything. <laughs> uh, you can Gmail us assumingpositions at gmail dot com dot com. Every week I say, Yo, Mikey, how do you want the Gmail formatted? Uh, this is easy because we were just talking about our love for Highlander. I would like your opinion as a challenge. That you're on your way to deliver your opinion to me in person, possibly with a sword. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I promise I won't call the police, but you, your opinion may be read on the microphones. Mm-hmm. And you have to uh, play a Queen song in the background. Their best album is the soundtrack to that movie. <laughs> a kind of magic. Oh, so good. <laughs> If you guys like what we do here and want to throw us some ducats, you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod. Oh, yeah. Hot and fresh. Thank you guys so much for listening and being awesome positrons. We also want to thank that guy Brad for doing our announcing, Not Scott Productions for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we will see you next week for some new hot takes. Assumptions will be positioned. Positions will be assumed. And I don't, that's it. Pizza there's, will be there, consumed. There's only two ways to do it. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Stick don't, to the plan. Stick to your position. Stick to the plan. Don't assume. <laughs> stick to the plan. Position.